I'm Kristen Soltis-Anderson, columnist at The Washington Examiner. And I have to say, Donald Trump flying across the ocean to get away from this podcast makes an awful lot of sense. There's some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. Game over, man. Game over. Hello and welcome back to The Substandard, sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave tech you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Get your first month for only 5 bucks with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. I'm Victor Mattis along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. I'd like to remind you the Substandard is available on iTunes and Google Play. Just look at our podcast and search for the Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Leave a review. Speaking of which, the reviews just keep on coming in. We're ever so grateful. Um, is there one that we particularly like? Yeah. I, I, uh, I was a big fan of the review from Bomble, who we all we all here in the studio know. So this is kind of Apparently a, this, cheating, Bomble works cheating here. a little Apparently bit. Apparently Bomble works here. Cheating somewhere. a little bit. Uh the review begins, my job re- requires me to listen to the weekly substandard podcast every week. So, you know, captive audience, guys, we've got a, we've got this one. Uh, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, you know, since he, he just says that since he has to listen to it, he loves it uh, because, you know, what else is he going to do? Uh, beats working uh, at a slaughterhouse. So uh, that's that's the vote of confidence it, I'm looking for. Does it really, uh, Mr. Bomble? You have made our week with your very kind thoughts and, and words, and we have a very special prize coming for you soon. Uh, again, the signed Zack Snyder uh, DVDs. Maybe they'll get here <laughs> eventually. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So that was our five stars, of course. Yes, yes, five stars, of course. Of course. Also, I want to remind our listeners that uh, substandard show notes are posted by Jonathan Last uh, every Friday at 11 a.m. at WeeklyStandard.com. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, how are we doing? JVL, how are you? I'm so great. I just had a weekend in Philadelphia with my best friend since uh, second grade. So, wow. sans kids. Wow. Sans kids in preparation for his first kid. So, Ooh. this is oh. my buddy Chris, yeah, yeah, the worst chauvinist pig. You guys, yep. Vic, you know Chris. I Sonny, do. you do not. I don't know any of your friends. You and never introduced me to any of your he friends. He is pretty sunny. Staring down the barrel of a baby. Yeah. So we went off to do things and convey wisdom and, you know, drank a lot of bourbon, went to some gentlemen's clubs. Oh, no. Whoa, no, we didn't do those things. We played tennis and went to comic book stores. Well, that sounds like fun. And that actually sounds like more fun, your frankly. Kids. You could do that with your kids. I got you a little something, Victorino. Oh, you're looking at me? Oh, no. What did you get? Because what have this you is, done? I like bringing oh, things to my Oh, I thought it was the Prada catalog. Ray, what have you done? A little. So perhaps <laughs> oh you knew goodness. that in the ridiculous. 1950s and 1960s, uh-huh. there were a whole lot of comic <laughs> books for girls. <laughs> and so there were comic like Molly the Millie the Model and Young Love and Teen Romance. And then this book, which I saw, it's a Silver Age book from Dell Publishing. <laughs> it's worth a little bit of money. And, it was 12 cents at the time. Uh, tw- it's a 12 cent comic. And I believe that's 1963. And uh, I shelled out my hard earned money to get that for you. If you'd like to tell readers what it is, that's fine. What's, Otherwise, what's the title? You, you just want to get me arrested, right? That's what you did. Your ultimate plan. You're always laying traps for me, various honey traps. 
This one's called 13 Going on 18. I saw 13 Going on 30, but this is 13 Going on 18. And uh, yeah, and there's a girl. On, does she magically become 18? Is that what happens? Who could say? I'll have to I haven't it. read it. You should, you should yeah. go read it. Mm. It's approved by the Comics Code. It's totally oh, safe that's for work. Good. No, it, it, was it, it actually? It, I don't it, see a Comics looks, Code stamp on there. Cute. No, Look, there's a it? guy. Oh, yeah, right. That's pre. It's not, well, it can't be pre-authority if it was. There's in. a guy whose boat is sinking. 63. And she says, get me out of here. I'm sinking. And he says, get me out of here. I'm sinking. I don't, under, I don't get it. Yeah, you know, they're both. They're both screwed, but not in that way. It's, if okay. I could say, oh. the uh, the feminists are not wrong that the comics of that age that were designed for women, not the highest quality. No. Yeah, the no. female readers were getting the short end of the stick during the Silver Age. No, it was like the, uh, what is that, uh, Malibu Stacy? You yeah. know, the they Simpsons. Need, they need <laughs> more. She giggles. I don't know. I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, so that that is thank you, JVL. You're welcome. That, Thirteen going right. on eighteen really could have used more fin fang foom, you know. <laughs> Sunday, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I was actually also in the Philadelphia area this weekend. I went to Sesame Place, which is like a uh, Langhorn, like Pennsylvania. Sesame That's Street. That's what it was. Langhorn. Yeah, I was Langhorn. Allentown I don't even know. What, I don't know what that means. I, I just know it's slightly past Philadelphia. Uh, it was. It was really fun. My my little kid had a great time. She was very excited to meet uh, all of her celebrities uh, in real life, IRL, as the kids say. Yes, IRL. Uh, and it was it was a it was a good time. We uh, we had fun. Favorite ride? I, the carousel, I guess. I mean, they're all basically carnival rides, like nice nice quality, high quality carnival rides. But it's like a carousel and teacups and like a little boat that kind of spins up. Do you down. feel fairly safe? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like no, nothing was. There was one roller coaster, and nobody was okay. on it because everybody yeah. is below like the forty-eight yeah. inches. Yeah. Oh right, you of know, course. So it's really, really for small uh, minimum. Kids. They used to have a really cool ropes course, but she's probably too young for that too. I don't think they have that yeah. anymore. They have like a they have like a big play area, and she went in like the little kids version of the play area, which is. But like mostly, she was there to meet all of the people in costume, and she was not was terrified right. by them because a lot no, of kids no, do. We were backfire. We were we were a little bit afraid that she was going to like run away screaming, but no, she. Like would she, she would like run right up to them and oh. be like, Elmo, Elmo, Elmo. Oh my gosh. Uh, Oscar, Oscar. It was very cute. So That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it sounds much more pleasant than when uh, I was a kid and JVL was a kid and could go to Great Adventure and say, have a good time, but uh, just try to avoid the gangs and stabbings. And, and fire. accidental deaths. And accidental yeah. deaths. Do you know about this, Sonny? Uh, I mean, I assume that lots of people died at so Six this Flags. This was Six Flags yeah. Great, Great Adventure. Adventure. Jackson, New Jersey. I would say we had a couple people every summer during our youth would die. There's one horrific one where like 19 people died in the, the haunted, haunted house. house the haunted house it was caught a, on fire. It was, a series oh, of, it was a series of connected trailers with fake exit signs. And, you and know, the exits were all, the fire exits were all chained shut. It was a terrible idea. Yeah. For a, and I, I passed it. I always passed that haunted house, but I was too scared to go in. My sister, And of course, the people working there, it was just an excuse for them for cheap feels, you know? So I was like, oh, what happens when you go in? And, you know, the people who go in, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, you know, some guy will just grab me in various places and that was a, a guy that was a guy's job yeah a guy mm. would dip his hand into ice cold water you know people and then grab people 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 uh, say that new jersey is a no, terrible terrible place classy. and they're right it's, they're right it's garbage remember it's a garbage lightning state loops lightning loops is <laughs> yes. one of the first lightning looping loops. roller coasters yeah, in america and it, this coaster the all it did all it did was go in a loop you just go <laughs> so high in, in a loop, loop back then up around. to the top uh-huh Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Oh, it came back, back and down? Forth. Back and forth. It was not connected. It was a straight. And I remember there's a lightning loops death where somebody fell out yes, of the coaster. like Final Destination. Top. 
survived the drop and only then, to be run over mm-hmm. by the coaster oh, as it comes through. That's that's that way. It's just horrible. That's pretty Do terrible. you remember free fall? The free fall death? Yes, the hair. Right. The hair. The, the girl got her, the girl got yeah, her hair and, you stuck know, in broke the... her neck, ripped it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I said, Six Flags Great Adventure was the original Final Destination. It was the original Final Destination. Uh, Roaring Rapids. The guy died on that one too. No. He stood up and I think he got tossed yeah. around, hit the rocks. Yeah, I don't something. I don't really have that much sympathy for the people who like stand up on the rides yeah, and then get decapitated right. or whatever. Yeah. Like you kind of had that one coming. Yeah. You know? But it is Final Destination-ish. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a so-so weekend, I would say, uh, at the box office for Alien Covenant, uh, which did $36 million at the box office. Uh, edging out Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Chav King Arthur, which fell to sixth place, a 55% drop. Yeah, um, bad. And oh, by the way, in the top 10, in eighth place after eight weeks, Boss Baby. Boss Baby. The problem, Boss Baby is definitely not going to linger around long enough. It's it's dropping too fast. There are too many, too, too, more, too many more family films coming, a lot of family sadly. Films. It, will not be a, it will not be a Titanic style. So lingerer. Alien Covenant Review, <laughs> That's what I have written here, by the way. Alien Covenant <laughs> Review, excuse me. Um, JVL, you did not see it, but no. Sonny saw it and I saw it. Yeah. Um, Vic, do you want to give us your review? Uh, no. Uh, why don't you go give the official review for it? I want, I'm okay. curious. I mean, you wrote about this in the Beacon, but right. share with your listeners. So uh, <coughs> Alien Covenant is the sequel to Prometheus and kind of the prequel to Alien. Uh, it uh, takes place a few years. So it basically opens uh, with a scene uh, with Guy Pierce playing uh, Wayland, Peter Wayland from the from the first film. You'll remember that Peter Peter Wayland was like a 100 year old man in Prometheus, and uh, he was like traveling across the universe to try and meet his his makers and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But like the the weird thing about him is that he was played by Guy Pierce, who was like 40 something. Uh, so he was buried under these mountains of old age makeup and it didn't really make any sense at the time, but it all makes sense now because they had to have a, a, you know, him for this one, two minute prologue to, to alien covenant where he explains to David, the Android he's created, who is played by Michael Fassbender, that he wants to meet his maker. Basically you could have avoided all of Prometheus and just had this one two minute scene and it would have, everything would have made just about as much sense in the movie. Um, uh, we we uh, then skip ahead to the uh, the Covenant, which is a colony ship. It has a two thousand cryo frozen you know colonists and a bunch of embryos to do the second generation, uh, and also a uh, 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 twelve member crew. They are woken up when there's an. Uh, a neutrino storm or a solar flare yes. or something. Oh, it, neutrino like, storms. Oh man, rough. those are the worst. Basically, ba- I think I had in my notes bad science thing. Uh, happens well, and that, the it, that breaks, storm right. messes with your dilithium yeah. crystals. Oh yeah, it, bad <laughs> bad science thing. It like wrecked the space sails. Yeah, the, the space sails were badly damaged, so they had to they had to wake up from the ship. The hyper uh, bob. Right from the hypersleeps. The hypersleeps okay, were that's a uh, thank interrupted. You for smoking reference, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, and when they when they do this, there's kind of a horrible tragedy. One of the crew members dies, who's played by James Franco. Strangely, like this is, uh, I, I swear, James Franco just did this because Danny McBride put him up to it. 
Uh, Danny McBride is one of the, the the crew members on the ship, and he's plays fantastic. Tennessee. He's great. He's, he's great. one of the best parts in the movie. He is. Uh, anyway, so the the crew wakes up. They they you know fix the the bad science thing that's happened, and get a transmission from a planet that they're nearby. That's weirdly a human voice singing "Take Me Home, Country Roads," and they're like, "What is going on here?" So they Eerie. go to check it out. And long story short, they uh, discover that it's the remains of the Prometheus. Uh, which has which has uh, crashed onto this this planet and uh, uh, in the course of doing so seems to have wiped out all of the life on it. All of the uh, the engineers from the first yes. film have been killed by some sort of plague. And now the question is, you know, what what actually happened? Let me ask you this, Sonny. Yeah. Uh, the the ship that the Prometheus arrived and crashed in, right? Yeah. That, on that on the planet yes. where they're from. Uh, that's not a human ship. No, it's an alien ship. It's yeah. a. It's but it's not the alien alien ship. It's it's. Well, the it's the same. Ship. It's the same yes. style of ship that they find in Alien yes. on LV four two six or whatever. LV four two six. It is that kind of like crescent moon shaped yes. ship. Yes. Um, but it is it is not that ship. I guess. R- yes. if, we can get in. We can get into the mythology of the series in a, in a minute. Um, but. Uh, anyway, the so you know the rest of the movie is it is it is nominally uh, a film that it sets out to explain the origins of the xenomorphs and the uh, or xenomorphs however you want to pronounce that uh, and kind of you know how how they they came to be. It is more interestingly thought of as a disquisition on the nature of creation and what it means if you know you are to meet your maker and your maker hates you um which is kind of also what prometheus was getting at i i i kind of um anyway that's it it is very much a horror movie this is this is a throwback this is the movie i think that people were expecting to see when they heard that prometheus was a prequel to alien this is very much a space horror survival horror type movie um and uh, the fact that it has a couple of um, the fact that it has a couple of uh, uh, kind of more philosophical uh, ideas or insights thrown into it uh, is is just kind of you know uh, a bonus. I was going to say there's something almost gothic about the whole film and it's bloody. I don't know about terrifying in the sense because we know what the xenomorph is capable of, but it's certainly uh, gory and graphic. Um, and I would also, I was going to say, you know, just like the uh, Jurassic Park series, uh, Alien Covenant is a movie about human pride and hubris, right? You know, because all of this is essentially our fault. Um, you know, why do we have to go making synthetic beings that we think could be better than us? And they continue, you know, and if, if he yeah. didn't do that, you know, why do we have to search for our supposed creators? If Peter Wayland, you know, went to church, there'd be no alien. I just want to point that out. Uh, so please stop searching for answers. That's yeah. my message. This and is, don't, uh, don't avert, don't, don't, you know, um, uh, go step away from the plan. If the plan is you're going to take seven more years to get to, just uh, no change. Right, right. Change so one of, one of the, one of the plot points in the early part of the film is they wake up early to fix the ship and they're still seven years away from their you know destination and they decide well you know we've got we found this new planet and it's perfect for us it's like right within normal earth you know uh uh calibrations for living here well maybe we should check it out and see if we can live here too good to be true but i'll say this besides uh danny mcbride i thought billy crudup was good um, it's like the best thing I've seen him do since Almost Famous. Yeah, he was uh, he's great. Right. So Danny McBride basically plays uh, the kind of Yafit Kodo or Bill Paxton type figure in this movie. He is the uh, kind of uh, uh, working class, you know, competent, mm-hmm. um, 
funny uh, type of character. He really brings a lot of life and charm to the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, because if not for you're talking about Danny McBride. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and Billy Crudup is yeah, like the he's right. he's kind of forced into duty. Right. He's, he, yeah, yeah. Danny McBride here, Tennessee is his name. He plays a kind of a he's a he's like a smarter Kenny Powers. But there's still a little bit of Kenny Powers in it. Yeah. Well, there's always. I mean, Danny McBride can't play anything other than something with a little Kenny Powers right, in it. Right. 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 Now let me let me ask you this: uh, Are they going to try to squeeze yet another sequel, out, prequel, out of this before we get to the? Because it's not like Rogue One that leads you right into Episode Four. Yeah. Um, I uh, I who knows? I mean, honestly, the so the I'm not really sure how it ends. To be right. honest with you. So so the nerds uh, in in Reddit land are very upset that this kind of junks a lot of the alien uh, mythology. So basically, right? If you remember Alien, uh, the the space truckers show up and there's a distress signal coming from planet, and uh, they find a crashed. Uh, uh, alien ship there, yeah. and they and then that's where the that's where the first face hugger and all that comes from. Right. Well, you know, uh, that is all kind of out the window now. I mean, in terms of discovering the the xenomorphs and all that. And if you remember, if you if you think back to the Alien vs Predator and Alien vs Predator Requiem, like those are kind of silly movies, and they're kind of you know kind of actiony, you know, whatever throwaway. We need a we need to make some money off this property type movies, um, but. Uh, one of the interesting things they did was try to build the mythology of why Wayland Utani Corporation would be interest would like be fascinated with going out into space and finding these things. Like, right. why why does the original the Nostromo have to stop and and search for uh, the thing that they're looking for? You know, why why is the why is the android program to you know right, right. Uh, make sure that all of this is 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 done properly and and if the if the theory is that they know that the xenomorphs are out there and these bioweapons are uh, discoverable and in space somewhere and that has kind of been programmed through the years then it makes some amount of sense now it's just kind of like been thrown out the window it's like peter whalen wanted to create find his maker you know and it. like right. that is that's it, right. it's it is it's frankly is a more satisfying storytelling yeah yeah uh, yeah. uh yeah. move but it is uh, for people who are like heavily invested in the alien mythology it right. uh, it uh, these last two movies kind of junk all that and, 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 and in terms of the box office being kind of depressed at 36 million you you were saying there was Apparently, some confusion some people might have with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a very funny story in Deadline that was like uh, people didn't know what the movie if if the movie was a prequel to Alien or a sequel to to Prometheus. Or there was a very funny line that that said something like, uh, it, you know, people weren't sure if this was related to Interstellar because the soundtracks were very similar and I just wanted to throw something uh, I wanted to throw my laptop uh, out of my window just like who are these idiots who think that Alien Covenant is uh, related to Interstellar yeah you live in America in the year 2017 that's impossible to think that there would be people out there that dumb well no I I mean obviously (laughs) it's crazy the fact the fact that there are people out there who are that dumb is not surprising just the fact that they are that dumb is actually uh, well. How much of the soundtrack are they getting out of before they, if they if they're not watching the movie? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Out of, well, based on the trailers and and the movie and the movie itself actually does a very good job of kind of melding. And it's not something I didn't really mention in my review, but I started thinking about after this dumb this dumb comment. The the movie does a good job of kind of melding the soundtracks of Prometheus and the original Alien, mm-hmm. like the kind of anyway. It's so the people can, are stupid. Uh, JVL. Can we have a sp- 
spoiler conversation about this or no? Is that well, we've already given away a bunch yeah, of I mean, stuff? I, so I sure. feel like if, if, I guess. Yeah, if people if people want to tune us out, we've already got your download. So <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to shut us off, feel free. Well, go ahead, JVL. So I didn't see this. I will never see it. Um, but not because I'm not interested. Same thing with Prometheus. I'm just I have like the sensibility of a nine year old girl. It scares me, and so I don't want to. Did you not see Prometheus? Didn't, uh, but super interested in it. Uh, Like the story, you read the the detailed Wikipedia plot summary. Yeah, you would have loved the self-inflicted (laughs) C-section. So, when David and Numi Rapace get to uh, this planet, and Mm -hmm. David kills her, um, are the engineers still alive? No. So what happens is he and David kills them by dropping the black goo. Right, is that so, what happens? Yeah, he does that first. Yeah, he does that first. But, but the engineers not... are there when they show up. <clears throat> yes, they're all like gathered in a in a big kind of arena, watching the ship come home and cheering and saying, "Oh." And I, yes, I'm thinking because that's one of their ships, right? So yes, saying, because oh, I think it's one of their ships, back, right? And all of a sudden, and then he drops all of the can- canisters of goo, and it like turns them into it, like kills them immediately. It turns them. So they don't have communications. Black. The engineers—they're very sophisticated, and they can make plan. Altering bioweapons, and they can terraform. Yeah, but they don't have rudimentary communications of the type that we have in 21st century America. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly. They right. totally okay. overlooked it for some reason in their technological okay. development. Yes. Interesting. Are we given more backstory on who or what the engineers are? No, and I think this is actually one of the things that it does well. I mean, I don't think it really matters who or what the engineers are. The whole point of the movie is that when you uh, try to meet or surpass your creator, you end up doing something horrible and terrifying. They, they don't look. Uh, yeah, they're humanoidish. Obviously, yeah. they're you know our descendants in this for in this our movie. well our progenitors progenitors. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh, JVL. So th- it's not the kind of movie. Uh, you don't go for uh, obviously you love sci-fi, but it's not it's horror. It's it's it's. it's I love sci-fi violence. right now. I love all the sci-fi elements of it. I just don't like the horror. So I would like to be able to consume the portions of it yeah. that mm-hmm. I like. The mythology. Oh, I, I like the alien mythology a lot. I like the Wayland Yutani mm-hmm. stuff quite a lot. Uh, I just don't want to have to see that the chest face huggers mm-hmm. and chest bursting. And have you seen? So you've seen Alien and Aliens. I've seen the first three, mm-hmm. yeah. and after that, I. I was out. I really like the first one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's haunted house, and so we could talk about the first yes. one later. It yeah. is. It's definitely haunted house. And the other the other interesting thing is Michael Fassbender. I wonder if he's going to get a nomination for best supporting actor. It's you know when you're playing twins, it's uh, should have had Army Hammer. I know, <laughs> kind of reminded me of that. Uh, but he's great uh, in his Michael Fassbender uh, way. Yeah. But you know they talk about future iterations of of uh, of the synthetics. Um, and as Sonny mentioned in the beginning, you have, you know, uh, Wayland is there with this, uh, with, with David. And then of course, Walter is many times better than that and, and, and less human in a way. Uh, but the weird thing is you're working your way up towards Ian Holmes, yeah. cyborg it's, in 1979. Yeah, kind of, kind of a de-evolution. De- well, de- yeah. is, is does have that aspect like the Star Wars and the Star Wars prequels where the, f- Within this reality, the future is less shiny than the yes. mm-hmm. present, right? Yeah. Or less shiny yeah. than the past. Yeah. 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 And they're also, like, the ships are doing slightly different things. I mean, like, right. the, the right. you know, Space the Nostromo is, uh, is yeah. a freighter ship. It's like... You know what What I really want out of the series is a Wayland movie. A Peter, a Peter <laughs> Wayland yeah. movie? The total. I want, I want a movie that is just about his corporate life, <laughs> what, like, how he 
builds his corporation, yeah. what his hopes and dreams are. I would like to see because we don't we never see Earth right in any of the Prometheus movies. We never. see like him talking, but well, no, we see, in Prometheus we see Earth. Oh, okay. we're on Earth. It starts on Earth briefly, very briefly. Right, at the very briefly. Like I would like to see what does Earth in the Aliens universe look like. I'd like to spend some and time maybe there. when when Ripley is rescued in Aliens, the James Cameron, that sounds that sounds like the most too. boring movie of all time. Like the corporate board meeting yeah. for Johnny. <laughs> I mean, That's I the mean, movie I want. Yeah, no, you, but I mean, actually, like, Jonathan does not actually yeah. want to speak like people's limbs being torn apart. You all know? right, all right. Well, that now awful, what if we made that what awful if, shower seat? What if we made an Aliens movie but with no aliens? <laughs> yes. And so you you know the story. So there's the old story of James Cameron. You know, there the studio is trying to find a way to resurrect the alien and brand. And and James Cameron walks into the boardroom and he just writes alien on a whiteboard and then he writes an S and a dollar sign. He makes the S a dollar sign. <laughs> so true? it's like yeah, well, it's uh, who knows how apocryphal it is, but like this is the story. So this and this is like and then he walks. He like drops the pen and walks out. You know, like so the idea was, but like your idea would be to take the aliens with the S dollar sign and just erase that yes which would be and, like erasing the right, dollar sign yeah now. so but it's a movie for me <laughs> okay yeah, it's not a okay. movie Safe. for the masses okay. yeah. well uh you, you were mentioning this before uh sunny uh, uh who got in trouble recently because they brought their kids to watch alien uh, oh yeah so, well it was i mean it was a story a couple years back matt zoller sites who's oh, right. the great the great uh critic for rogerebert.com and new york times and vulture and elsewhere um just wrote like kind of a casual casually wrote a piece about how he had uh his 11 year old son was having a sleepover so it was you know 10 11 12 year old kids uh, and they wanted to watch something that was an action movie, but not a comic book movie. They were like trying to, you know, <laughs> grow their cine- cineast uh, yeah. uh, palettes. And so MZS picked Aliens, you know, which like Aliens, if you remember, isn't like it's it's an R-rated movie and it's a deservedly R-rated movie. But like the violence isn't that explosively no. bad i mean it's it's there's a lot of cursing but there's no nudity there's no sex or anything it's like it's it's a hard it's an r but it's not a hard there's lots r. of explosions people are people and people aliens are being blo- yeah burned yeah, and also more, being blown to bits yeah. but it's happening so fast and the pace of it yeah. is so fast yeah yeah, yeah. so Sorry, how old are these children again so like 11 12 so young it's young a- it's a close call. So this is so this is so then Matt Matt writes this piece kind of like not thinking about that aspect of it. And of course the internet being what it is freaks out and they're like abusive parent dwarps minds of children for, you know, for his own sick pleasures and gains. And like it's okay, well now you're freaking out. But like I actually am sympathetic to the idea that if my uh 11-year-old was going to a sleepover, I probably would at least want to be given a heads up. That they're going to be seeing a you know a, a legitimately you know kind of R-rated uh, uh, movie. It's not Showgirls. It's not you know Basic Instinct. No, no, no. Uh, but it's you know if they were seeing like Terminator Two, I might want to know. Uh, yeah. But I I don't yeah. know. I mean it's a, it's no. An I think Terminator Two. I mean, you didn't take your you didn't take Michael to see. Uh, uh, no, I toyed around with the idea because I said I'm not going, and he kept on asking me, "When's the movie?" No, I don't want to see it. When's the movie? No, I don't want to see it. And and then he goes, "I just want to see a picture of it. Do you have a picture?" And I would find some you know video clipping of AVP, which is okay to watch that. Yeah, you know, and AVP and, was PG thirteen. Yeah, 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 and, and and certain making of YouTube videos how they made uh, the alien. The next thing you know, he's drawing the alien. Yeah, and and AVP he sides with the alien. He says, you know, and so he's drawing this, and then. Oh, I, 
over I, the predator. Over the predator. I know. Whoa. Predator is smart. Predator is smarter. I don't think Alien is that. It's a it's a vicious killing machine. Well, the Queen but, Alien is obviously very intelligent. Yes, and we actually don't know how that happened. No. You know, I mean, there's a whole chicken and the egg thing going on that I'm not really quite sure with Alien. You know, because the one, you know, the, the, there's the head hugger that impregnates you. Face hugger. The face hugger. Head hugger. Head hugger. What, look at this new. I think they call a head hugger. I think they call that in Lego because. Ugh. My son shows me they have it for Lego. Oh. Well, I guess that would make sense because you put it on top because it clicks it, in on yeah, top, I would it assume. Is yeah. awful. Uh, I can't believe they do that. And, and, and <laughs> in any event, it looked very cool. And they have a queen alien in Lego. But uh, to get back to the point, um, uh, so I said no. And then I kind of jokingly said to Kate, yeah, you know, Michael's thinking. And she's like, no. I'm like, yeah. okay. So I didn't. Yeah. But of course, I was nine, I think, when I saw Alien, the first movie. Uh, the first Alien? Yeah. I was, it was on HBO, yeah. you know, and we, you know, my parents got HBO and they said, hey, kids, Alien is on. Let's all watch it. And so we piled uh, uh, into their, you know, onto their bed in, their, in, in the bedroom and watched Alien. Yeah. And I remember, uh, the two things I remember is the blood acid in the yeah. beginning and of course you know that awful scene where it pops out but the acid blood I thought was why because I said what is that yeah. and the other the last thing I remember in that movie I don't remember the ending at the time um, it was Tom Skerritt in the air duct oh yeah which was yeah. you know not, it was uh, it's right, that, it's, right, it's, right, it's, right on top of you right. they yeah. don't even realize yeah, because yeah. they're thinking that it's linear that he's right behind but in fact it's two different layers it's yeah. still to this day and I'll send show notes one of uh, the scariest and and exciting scenes in in, in a movie like that. I mean, yeah. it's just totally gripping. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I I again, I'm like kind of torn, but I mean, I do think I saw it when I was 13 or 14. Aliens, yeah. not. Yeah. I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. I saw them. Yeah. There is out of no sequence. Lego Aliens. Huh? What was he showing me? Uh, I don't know. It may be an off-branded thing, but I, Lego Lego, Lego no, does it, not make really? an alien. He was. It was on my phone. Set. It was wild. I see. So Amazon sells some things it. like Funko Reaction, but the, yeah, oh. I'm sorry. I, as soon as you said that, so I thought that you had to check it. I'm out? sorry. No, the nice it people looks, in Denmark yes, would not make this. Right? It, it, well, check there it are out. brick toys that mm -hmm. are not Lego mm -hmm. branded brick mm -hmm. toys. That, that must be what it is. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think he was on Pornhub.com. So having seen... Just kidding. Having seen it. Yes, yes. Now yeah. do you think oh. you could have taken Michael? Would that have been no. fine? No, no. Oh. There are certain scenes that are so disturbingly graphic. There's a decapitation. There's Such an as? awful... Oh, the woman. Well, well there's, we're not, we're well, not yeah. spoiler. Right? Right? No, we're spoiler. There's a woman in the cave, and she gets, yeah. you know. She gets uh, decapitated. And, uh, and, and the couple in the bath, uh, in the shower, they're about to do it. It's kind of a, a Friday the 13th moment, you know, where <laughs> never do things, that. Yeah, yeah, once it's going to happen, pff, impaling, and, and not the good kind of impaling either. <laughs> but oh. the, the, so I will say, yeah. JVL, that I probably <clears throat> made the smart choice in not uh, having him at the uh, yeah. in the theater with me. But you know what else is a smart choice? Dollar Shave Club. Uh, you'll get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave. Or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you don't need. Uh, when I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, the blade glides ever so gently and gives me such a smooth shave. Plus, the Dr. Carver's Shave Butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps preventing ingrown hairs, and fights razor bumps. Now, listeners to the Substandard can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. 
For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's $15 value for only 5 bucks in your first month. You get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time uh, you like, but why would you? You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. So in the grand oeuvre of uh, Ridley Scott, what do we what do we think? Uh, well, first off, we need to rank the Aliens films. Oh, Victor! Well, obviously, we need to that. to rank the the Aliens films. Okay, you quick, have, let you, me write them up now. Yeah, while you're, you're gonna, all right. You well, you guys, ranking. you guys think about your rankings. Here's my uh, here's how I'm gonna do it. Aliens, the James Cameron, Alien. Which are we going top to bottom, bottom to top? best, best to worst, best to worst. Yes, number one, number one, Aliens. Number two, Alien. Uh, then Alien Covenant. Then Alien Three, the and only Joss the Whedon Fincher, alien. the Fincher workprint Alien, not not the like butchered studio one. Uh, alien vs Predator, Prometheus after Alien vs Predator, Alien vs Predator Requiem, which I uh, watched on a laptop, uh, <laughs> living. Well, and I was like, sp- I spent a week in a friend's house in between apartments once, uh, and that is that is where I watched Alien vs Predator Requiem, which was actually kind of terrifying because I was watching it in the dark, like on a couch in a strange house. Uh, anyway, and last and certainly least is Alien Resurrection, which is one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, JVL, JVL. JVL, what which of the uh, Wikipedia plot summaries do you like the most? I I would just flip your top two. I mean, of the ones I've seen, I've seen mm. four of these, not mm. the complete seven or whatever. Um, Did, have you seen Alien? Respect I, I, sorry, I saw no, I saw Resurrection. Mm. Um, uh, so I've seen Alien, Aliens, Alien Cubed, and Resurrection. I would flip. Alien and Aliens, but this is no disparagement to. I think they're alien. both four star movies. They're just slightly different movies. Yeah, one yeah, is exactly. one is a one is a horror movie. One is a action movie. Exactly, yeah. action war movie. So, um, Alien Resurrection is that with Winona Ryder? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and that's the one where the alien is kind of like a child yes. of Sigourney Weaver, and and mm-hmm. a, a part of him gets sucked like his butt or his his back head. His head gets, gets stuck on the on the then, yeah, yeah. and then it gets the the space vacuum thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big again. I'm a big fan of Winona Ryder. I, I she was like my first, you know, crush like mm. in the '80s. You know, I thought she was great. Yeah, you know? I like Winona before, Ryder a lot. The too. The world before Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was. It was. I <laughs> loved her a lot. I thought she was great. Um, uh, I'll just give you my top three. Uh, Covenant is up there. I thought it was very well done. Hmm. I, I'll make that my third. Uh, Aliens is a great one. You know the interesting thing about that. I'll put that in second place is Aliens with James Cameron. Uh, that has a great sort of a, a riveting, pulsating soundtrack, and, and Bill Paxton is great. Uh, the girl uh, who plays um, uh, Vasquez. No, 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 no. The the, the little girl. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Newt. Newt. Yeah. That's the only movie she ever did. Yeah. I don't know what the backstory is on that. Or it was such an unpleasant experience. I have no idea. Uh, Lance Henriksen, of course. Finally, that was the only movie he ever did too. That's uh, the only Lance Henriksen. <laughs> I always thought he did a movie, but it was turned out it was on Fox. Um, and uh, he he was he was great um, uh, as 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 a good cyborg. Um, 
And then, of course, the first one's Alien. I mean, it's uh, it's just so well paced, yeah. and you don't know what's happening, and you don't know how yeah. it's going to end. Yeah, you yeah. don't, you know, you don't have any, just no understanding of who's going to make it out and why and what yeah. this thing is. Well, it's definitely one of those weird movies where you don't have a lead, or at least the lead yeah. kind of changes halfway That's through. Right. Like it's That's kind right. of like Psycho, like that, where you're right. where the audience right. is right. very much right. on their yeah. Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt yeah. was the lead, and and then after that, it became this vehicle for Scorny Weaver for the next couple, yeah, several of them, and then now we've reverted. But again. I uh, just bl- briefly to go back, I-, I just really wonder how the ending of Covenant connects to Alien. I, I who knows? Maybe he goes off and he starts his own, you know, colony somewhere, totally divorced in from the rest of humanity. But like, it can't be the LV two four or four two six because the LV four two six didn't have a colony there when the when the uh, you know when the ship showed up, right? When the when the Nostromo shows up, it's just the crashed engineer ship. Well, we don't well, know. Well, the eggs are there, are right? there on the planet. There are a bunch of eggs there in the ship, yeah. right? Oh, the eggs were like, in the ship. But the, uh, my point is, they don't they don't go there on the yeah. engineer ship. Yeah. So I mean, I, maybe the engineers show up later, and who knows? Is, I don't know. You know what though? This is. But again, this is all like this is all kind of beside the point. I think yeah, like I obsessing guess. over the mythology and yeah. continuity of it Not is well. But it's also, but this is stuff that has been there from the start. One of the things that is so interesting about Alien is that he is comfortable laying out a whole bunch of mythology and then just walking away from it. And yeah. that's one of the things that makes the universe so lived in. Like that you don't, you know, you're, if there's a lot of mystery, then all the things that make sense to the, some of the characters but aren't explained to you. And I don't know. I, It seems like that is in keeping with the ethos of the series. No? I mean, he wasn't involved with the series for 30 years, remember? I mean, or 25 years or however, whatever the gap right. was between Prometheus, uh, Prometheus and, and, Alien. And, and Alien. So, I mean, like, I think he mostly just wanted to kind of reset things with Prometheus. I actually, what I actually honestly think happened was he wanted to make a movie that was like Prometheus and could not get $100 million to make that movie if it was not attached to the Alien property. So he had to find a way to kind of work all that together that is that is what my kind of guess on how that actually all played out was but hmm. you know well, the the other thing is because prometheus is a yeah. very weird movie it's a very it's yes. if you go back and rewatch it i rewatched it last weekend and it is a very very strange movie like it it spends about an hour plus just being kind of this you know it spends like an hour plus and then like 30 minutes at the end kind of being all about like the nature of creation and like what if your maker hated you and like it's 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 also a movie that makes it kind of that it seems to be arguing that Christ was an engineer who was killed and that's why they were coming back to the planet to wipe us all out was because we killed Christ uh, the engineer but like the the this this is a well, we can put that in show notes there's like a whole theory on this anyway but the 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 then it takes a very like hard right turn into body horror and like just kind of like cheap scares and it's bad it's just it's not that part of it is not very good when prometheus first came out did people know already that this was an yes. alien yes. people? It okay. was sold to people as, it was sold uh, as like a taking place in the alien universe. It, Ridley Scott returns to his it. alien got roots. It. You got, know? It. got it. An alien story. Right. An alien story. Right. Very good. Basically. Very Prometheus. Good Prometheus one, yes. an alien yes. story. But the, and the other thing is, you know, H.R. Giger, who is the, uh, the, the designer, um, again, uh, that stuff holds. And, 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 yeah. and, and if you look back at that 1979 alien, uh, a lot of the, you know, I mean, they didn't they didn't have to be ridiculous about what the future looked like, and and, and because everything is so understated, it still holds up. Yeah. So there's no weirdness in that sense about going from these movies 
connecting in certain ways yeah. with the design of that movie. Um, now you want to talk about Ridley Scott. Ridley Let's talk Scott about Ridley Scott in general because it's he's more than just aliens. Yeah. JVL. He's really great. Like that. So when you think about, he's got Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, The Martian, and those are his B plus movies. <laughs> mm. Like those, I, I mean, those are those are three solid movies that mm. any director could call career right. for, and they don't even include Alien and Blade Runner, which are his two signature films. Uh, he is the directorial equivalent of a working British actor like Brian Cox or Michael Caine in that he has made a movie every twelve to twenty four months for thirty years. That's a that's pretty astonishing. Twenty three feature yeah. films, I think, in twenty eight years. In addition to doing a bunch of shorts and TV work at the same time, uh, and because of that, he's not making capital I important films. He's just making movies, and so you wind up with some movies that are really really great, like Alien and Blade Runner, which are. I mean, Blade. I I would argue that Blade Runner might be the most influential movie visually since Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Uh, and you get some of those, and then you get GI Jane. You know, and and that's fourteen ninety two for fourteen ninety two. But he's not. You know, the truth is, I don't begrudge him any of that because he's almost in a different professional category from a Michael Mann or Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. guys who are really taking their times. So that everything is a perfect gem. Mm-hmm. That's not what Ridley Scott is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Malick. Is it Terrence? Yeah, Malick. Right, he's not a Malick. And you can really judge his quality by looking at his bad movies, because even his bad, like Hannibal is a bad movie. And yet, for instance, there's a a scene in it where Julianne Moore is involved in a shootout with her FBI buddies. I think it's like the the opening scene. The opening scene, yeah. Yeah. And it is directed beautifully. Yeah. It's just a phenomenal little set piece. And so even in his bad movies, he has these, these... I actually Perfect liked moments. I actually liked Hannibal. I think that movie gets kind of a bad rap. That's, um, that's a bad opinion. But uh, I, I, I would actually like to disagree slightly. I think so. I, I, my, my big complaint about Ridley Scott is that the delta between his best pictures and his worst pictures is fairly large. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, on the one hand, you have Blade Runner. Uh, uh, and then on the other hand, you have A Good Year or Kingdom of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there are some revisionists out there who are like, no, Kingdom of Heaven is actually great. Those people are wrong. That movie's trash. And even the director's cut, which is better, is still trash. Uh, I subjected myself to both not too long ago and regret it. Um, but it, it like a, I, I, that being said, I do think that Ridley Scott, uh, he, he has kind of a Kubrick thing going for him where he is not just at at the at the height of his game he's amongst the best directors working but he's also a very versatile director who can do a lot of different things so you know he has basically a four star movie in four different genres by my, my by my count uh, i don't think uh, 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 that Black Hawk Down is a B plus movie. I think Black Hawk Down is one of the best war movies of the last fifteen years or twenty years. Um, I, I agree I with that. I mean, no, I, think not, I wasn't. I mean, look, Gladiator is a great movie. I claim Gladiator is a B plus movie. And I think Gladiator I mean, B+ is B plus for right, him. Right. right. So, I'm sorry, I literally, I only meant within the context okay, of his own okay. career. Yeah, I would. So I would say he has four four star films in four different genres. You know, uh, uh, Alien is a horror movie, or you could say like horror sci fi, but it's a horror movie. Uh, Bl- um, Blade Runner is a sci fi movie. It's like a pure sci fi movie. Uh, Black Hawk Down and Gladiator, sword and, sword and Sandal Flick, which is, I mean, like, there aren't a whole lot of other directors who can do that. I mean, I, you know, I, Nolan 
kind of has. Uh, we'll see how good Dunkirk is. Um, uh, uh, Kubrick did be working in multiple genres, working, you know, doing different things. Um, uh, so I, I, I really like, I, I, I think that he, he should get more credit for being able to do a bunch of different things. Well, and look at the counselor. And, and the council really good flick, which falls into none of these. It's right. a noir. Well, and well, it's kind of a noir. I don't know. I don't know exactly. It's it's a it's a nihilist masterpiece, is what it is. I mean, it is right. it is a f- just pure. It is pure bleak uh, uh, sadness, and it's one of the best movies of the last decade. I think. JVL, do you remember seeing Gladiator? Um, we went uh, to see we it. We did see it that was, together at the Uptown. Was, I think no. it was at one of those places up there. If not the Uptown, it might have been up in uh, Van Ness or yeah. yeah. And what I remember is, um, I mean, we were sitting obviously in the press section, but you know the you know the radio station we had to give away all those you know tickets, and there was a big dispute. Do you remember this? There were more people than there were seats, oh, yeah. and everybody really wanted to see Gladiator. I mean, there was a lot of hype about this. People wanted to see this because well, they had heard all best about picture, it. Didn't it? It did. It did. Uh, I remember uh, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, it, you know, uh, announced it in her sort of loopy way, um, and 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 then I think somebody was left out, and it was like a bunch of buddies, and like they couldn't save the seat for him, and it was just drama to see it. But yeah, go ahead. Well, it just is, you know, in keeping with my bizarre tastes for movies, if you go to the Gladiator disc, there are a whole bunch of deleted scenes that are all about the politics of Rome. Uh-huh. And when I watched that, I was like, why weren't these things in the movie? Like yeah. about, you know, the grain distribution yeah, yeah. And, and what are we going to do with feeding the, you know, and how are we going to do with our Senate majority? And, and, you know, so you listen to the commentary on those and Ridley Scott's like, yeah, these things are all just extraneous. Yeah. And I watched those yeah, things yeah. and I was like, oh, I want more of that. You should, have you seen, have you seen, have you watched Rome? The HBO uh, series? I, I watched many episodes of Rome first season and loved every episode of that I saw. Yeah, it, yep. you should the the first and the second season too. But they they really get into the politics of Rome. It's it's I I highly recommend it to anybody who has. No, not this seen is like it. my Wayland movie. Yeah. like this is like <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are the things yeah. that interest. Do you remember one right. of the deleted scenes also involves Christians and the lions? Do you remember that? Yes. And yeah. that was, but they thought. I think they thought that it would that that would take it's it in an entirely much. different direction. Yeah. Yes. in terms of theme, um, I liked Gladiator because it did satisfy that bloodlust. <laughs> you know that I go into a movie expecting to see, and they, I mean, and it was gr- lions coming out yeah. or tigers, whatever. Yeah. If tigers coming out, it was fantastic, and the recreation. Of I believe the second Punic Wars or the uh, and with with Scipio yeah. Africanus yes. yeah. with, with the chariots chariots yeah. it's so well done and the the woman who gets sp- split in two I mean it's great stuff and of course Joaquin Phoenix is yeah. great uh, I was you know what yeah. else we're forgetting here yeah we're forgetting Thelma and Louise yeah like we yeah, have sure. abstracted Thelma and Louise into this overcooked feminist manifesto and that's what it became in the culture mm-hmm. after it came out. But if you look at it before it becomes freighted with all of this cultural significance, mm-hmm. it's just a very tightly constructed road movie. Yeah. And it is difficult to believe that the same types of directorial talents that can give you a gladiator or an alien or a Blade Runner can do that movie so yeah. competently yeah, yeah. and so That's economically. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to go back, by the way, to Gladiator, um, the, the, the problem that some people had with it, like my friend Peter Lowe, for example, hated it because – he just thought that the ending was such a ridiculous ending about, you know, where it, it veers away from Marcus Willis and <laughs> Commodus and, oh, you know, the Roman Republic is restored. <laughs> yeah. But my thought is, of course, you have so much, well, you're so emotionally invested in this movie at that point by the ending, you just have to roll with it because the rest of it was sort of this, you know, great ad- adventure and, and drama that you just, okay, fine, it goes, fine. I'm willing to accept that the way 
I'm willing to accept the ending of the Untouchables. Yeah, with switch the juries. Right, that right. never happened. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but the rest throw Frank Nitty off a building. Okay, I guess that did, you know whatever. But it's so good at that point, you're just going to accept it, and that's how I felt about Gladiator. Just yeah. have to roll with it. In, in uh, so when I was in, I was in uh, at UVA from 2000 to 2004, right when Gladiator came out, and we watched some scenes of Gladiator in a, I believe it was Greek and Roman warfare. That we it was a class. It was just Greek and Roman warfare, which is one of the best classes. That's uh, a class. That was a class at UVA, taught by Ted Lennon. <sighs> yeah, one of the one of the one of the best. You received a degree. It for was taking. Oh this? yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's like it's classic. Hey, Vic, stuff. What time is it? Forty six fifty eight. Go f- yourself. Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, we couldn't all we couldn't all go to Johns Hopkins. Uh, but the 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 best thing about this this class was one of the uh, we we you know we have a final exam and the, on the on the final one of the extra credit questions was uh, what are five historical inaccuracies from Gladiator and to show off I, did, I actually listed ten. I just I just went through. It. So it you were like, in a class in college in which there was extra credit, like it's third grade. Well, or it something. was it was for one extra point. It was for one extra point on the final. It was great. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of talking about it, JVL is about to explode because, of course, his college experience was nothing like that. Uh, but that might be was a, it? That'll be a separate episode. College days. Yeah. We'll do a thing on college movies. We'll talk about Daisy Confused and then our experience. Not Daisy Confused, but whatever. Um, Saddest episode ever. Yes. Um, Ridley Scott... White Squall. Do you remember White oh, Squall? Oh, yeah. He did White Squall. Yeah. Was that, was, was Liam Philippine? Neeson? Yes. Was yes. it Liam Neeson? Uh, who was like the, uh, who's uh, the Jeff adult? Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Bridges. Yeah. And Caroline Goodall, who's wonderful. And Ryan Philippi, that scene, his ending in that scene, mm. I'd say the most terrifying, bad. drowning scene bad, I've ever bad, seen bad, in any bad, movie. Bad, bad. In any movie, including Submarine and Perfect Storm uh, type movies. and das Boot. Uh, Yes. No. This thing was awful. It was emotional. It's terrible. But uh, yeah, crazy. Okay, we talked about Blade Runner. Um, uh, Black Rain. Do you remember Michael Black Rain? With Douglas, Michael, right? Douglas. Michael Douglas yeah. and Andy the Garcia. Yakuza. Yes. So you had these sort of Japanese badass villains. It went on a little too long. Yeah, that movie was play- that movie that played on like a like loop 80s on cable. Japan yes. Panic. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yes, it was pre rising. Like the Dark Side of yes. Gung Ho. Yeah. Yes, the dark. Very good. The dark side of Kung Ho, absolutely JVL, and it's sort of like, and you know, they have their own rules, and you know, you can't interfere. And then, of course, Michael Douglas does his things his way. And there's a weird sort of, you know, um, uh, what's her name there? Uh, Kate Capshaw was in that movie, hmm. uh, but in, like in a small role, it was very strange. But I liked it. And of course, we talked about Black Hawk Down, uh, the the movie that I always like to think catapulted Josh Hartnett to the big star that he is today. Yeah. <sighs> Evil. Would I? Would any of? Would either of you do anything interesting or counterintuitive on the ranking of the top three Ridley Scott movies, or would you just go with conventional? If I was wisdom, if I, I which is Blade Runner, Alien, Gladiator. Yeah. If I were being puckish, I would say Blade Runner, Alien, The Counselor. But I, I'm not feeling particularly puckish today. I don't really want to have to defend that. I'd also throw an Apple 1984. <laughs> Commercial. The commercial. <laughs> um, uh, did you guys have thoughts on Tony Scott, the brother, the late brother? Yeah, I do think I think there there is there has been a, a slightly more existential bent to his work since Tony killed himself. Ridley, uh, Ridley's work. Um, That's you know yeah. w- with Prometheus and the Counselor and now Alien Covenant, he has made kind of a series of movies about meeting your maker and like yeah. Kind of the the you know what what lies beyond, and mm-hmm. it's I, I, he's always been kind oh, of into that. 
Yeah. But I, I, and I haven't really had, I haven't had the, the, the time or the energy to like kind of noodle this, this through fully. But I, I mean, it would be hard to believe that it didn't affect him in some way. When I was thinking about Tony Scott's work, you know, I, I thought about two, obviously, Crimson Tide and Top Gun. I go back and forth, which was better. I guess Top Gun is better. I guess that's no question. No, JVL, you're going to say Crimson Tide. No, no, Top Gun is the iconic Yeah, yeah, movie. okay. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, this yeah is, okay. there's no question. Let's don't, don't overthink Crimson it. Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide is wonderful. wonderful. Don't overthink Gene it. Hackman. Well, True Romance is better than both those. Oh. Things. Nothing is better than Top Gun. Which also, that's, a, that's, that's two movies that Tony Scott did with James Gandolfini then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Any other thoughts on the Ridleys? Squared. The Scots. Yeah. Not, not the Ridleys. <laughs> Sorry, the Scots. Sir Ridley. <laughs> no, we're good? Uh, no. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. he's great. He's okay. a great director. Right. Deserves more. Uh, corrections and additions, JVL. You have a correction from last week, which you realized as soon as we were off the air about Boss Baby. Yeah, because you know what? I wrote that script on Monday, I think. I, had, I, I was right on Monday, but then it got edged out. Okay. As I said, they often do this, right? Yep, they they yep, estimate yep, to try to, yeah. So Boss Baby did better than you said. Uh, the thing we never talked about last week in talking about Guy Ritchie is how Madonna Yoko Onoed his career. And uh, I don't quite know how we skipped that. I, I mean, so she's... But it was, it, it's a blip. I mean, he didn't, she didn't fully well, yeah, Yoko eight, it's his career. It's an eight-year blip. It's the, it, what should have been the meat of his most productive years as a director, and she destroyed it. That's kind of a problem. It's one thing if Madonna wants to embarrass herself on screen and pretend to be an actress, like that's her business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to do that in service of destroying one of the great directors of our age, Guy Ritchie, and to destroy his artwork, his cinematic product in in the (laughs) process of that, I I find that unforgivable. He made one good movie during that time, Rock and Roll, and four Madonna-centric pieces of garbage. Wait, what? So they made Swept Away, which nobody saw. And what else did they? Mm. What other movies did they make? Not they shorts, short. not ads, but what other? They, that's the only movie Video. of his. Hold on, I'll go after it. You guys continue your correction. Yes, I I, don't, I actually don't have any other corrections except for that Boss Baby thing, which was just you know an estimate. Yeah. How about you, Sonny? No, I, I don't have any corrections. Yeah. Right. I never well, have any. Corrections. Um, do you want to talk about the Spirit of the Week, Sonny? Yeah. Uh, so I brought in a bottle of Bellion Vodka. Uh, it's vodka infused with natural flavors, and it's uh, it's it is. Let's see, it's created with NTX. Uh, it's vodka evolved. I don't. I got a I got a free bottle of this because I was I wanted. They wanted me to review it, and I was like, I don't really review vodkas, uh, but I I was interested by this whole NTX thing. I got this. I got a bottle as well. Yeah. And, so you're and, just drinking vodka tonics. Uh, no, <laughs> right this now. is just vodka on I. I've I. You'll notice I've had barely any of it. Well, my, my cup well, is still well, pretty full. There's definitely a flavor to it. Yeah, it doesn't there's taste like a, vodka. It, no, it, and their yeah. claim is it has healthful benefits. And there was a big to do, obviously, as we were talking about with the FDA, because right. they said that you can't say that. Yeah. Uh, Maurice Canbar, uh, the great inventor, ran into a similar problem when he invented Sky Vodka. And he had gone around informally saying, and people were, I mean, it was one of these sort of underground marketing things where people saying, hey, you don't get it. You don't get any hangovers hangovers, uh, from Sky Vodka. And you know what? I got a slight hangover. I had 10. I only had 10 vodkas. Oh, oh, well, that. And I'm angry and I'm suing the company. That's Uh, that's annoying. No, and so they dropped that because, again, the, uh, you know, the TTB, the tax and trade bureau, they're like, you can't. You can't say it's good for you. Same thing. So they ran into the same problem. But, you know, they had testimony. They had a big event at the National Press Club for Bellion Vodka and NTX. Um, Do you know what NTX is? Okay, go ahead, JVL. I I remember, but I don't remember now. Please read it from the bottle. 
glycerin, mannitol, glycerin? and no. Okay. <laughs> You're going to correct me on science? I was hoping it was glycerin. Right. He, didn't, he didn't take Greek and Roman warfare. He took science. And potassium sorbate. Oh, Essentially, well, sounds, sounds I think that means this is the GMO of vodkas, Sonny. So you should be really Science. It. Yeah. It's uh, the science vodka. Yeah. I, I would prefer- Actually, uh, it's beginning to grow on me. It it has it doesn't it, it does not taste like vodka in no. it, it's yeah. not it's not uh, it, which is it, funny because as you know as I mentioned in my book vodka how a colorless odorless flavorless spirit conquered America you wrote a uh, book about this I Whoa. did it's available on Amazon is it on Amazon.com yes it is order it right now that's Whoa. also a sp- sponsored by vodka um, it, you know by definition it's not we only have, have one flavor. sponsor it's the Dollar Shave Club yeah it's you Dollar are Shave not Club. don't don't I think you actually have to I think you actually have to pay the weekly standard two hundred dollars. Okay. Now, because I just said it. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, it's by definition not supposed to have a flavor. But of course, it, it, it does. I mean, everything tastes like some chemical or something, you know. Yeah. But in any event, thank you, Sonny, yeah. for so this is just sipping in. vodka. Yes, well, that's <laughs> well, what no, they it, want you the, to think. Yeah, on that's the on the website, the no, on the level. website there's there's a bunch of different recipes. It's like mm-hmm. this isn't a traditional vodka, so you need to drink it in you know different oh, okay. ways to mask like, the flavor. Like kettle, but you actually, can drink actually, on the kettle, you can drink on the rocks. I, I would actually probably prefer Tito's. to drink this on the rocks than most other vodkas. It, it there is there is a slight aftertaste that is not altogether unpleasant. Uh, Grapeish. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's you know. From grapes, I don't yeah. know. Okay, uh, that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Uh, questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victory Manus at Sunny Bunch. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under Podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. And don't forget the Substandard show notes will be up on Friday. Those are put together by Jonathan Last, uh, yes. who is on Twitter at at JV Last. Am I? JV Last. And he DM loves him. to hear from you. DMs are great. Loves to hear from you. Uh, on Friday at 11 a.m. Until next time. You, JVL, look like you're about to. You, you really need to sleep. You should sleep, it was a under, rough night. You should sleep under this table. It Nobody was a will know. rough night. Teething. Do you remember that? Uh, that's I only remember it twice. Um, yeah, that's hard. Uh, cicadas. The cicadas are out. Cicadas. Cicadas? John Cicada. John Cicada just dropping cicadas. from, cicadas from cicada. the sky, you know? Remember John Cicada? He's back. <laughs> Uh, so you know what? And you people were given he college said, degrees. He said, yes, he said right. you he, can get a college degree not actually learning for, anything. For the, for the record, he said cicada in the elevator on the way down from our <laughs> office, and I didn't say anything. And I heard, I was like, he's going to say that on you the know, air. In, gonna, some cultures, in some cultures, it's cicada. Going to get him. Uh, Sonny, um, do they have anime cicadas? Anime, anime cicada. If you get bitten by a cicada, you have to take antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Vitaly. Yeah. Uh, Sonny, I don't know. If you feel comfortable talking about this, but recently you found yet another reason not to venture outdoors. Early yeah. one morning, you were walking yeah. and uh, you, you were attacked. Can we talk about that? Uh, well, I wasn't expecting to, but okay, yeah, sure, we could we can discuss this if you want. Yeah. Uh, okay, please. Oh, it's another secret the two of you share that I'm not in on. Great. Uh, well, I you know I was out walking my my dog at like five thirty in the morning because that's when my dog gets up uh, and. We were, uh, you know, we were just minding our own business on a, right off the sidewalk, and I heard a noise, and uh, all of a sudden, 
uh, just out of nowhere on the, just from my blind side, I got hit in the head. I got hit in the head and it was really pretty terrifying. The birds had decided I was too close to their <laughs> nest and attacked me uh, via just, just swooped in, crashed into my head, fluttered against it, and then flew away. And I was just standing there minding my own. I was, what is going on here, man? Why is nature out to get me? What have I ever done to it? So I, I went and I got a big vat of oil and I just poured it into the ground. I was like, take this, take this nature. This is what you get. Tippy Hedron style. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of playing what, by your rules. What kind of birds? I like a mockingbird or something. I don't know. It a was mocking jay. Not a mocking jay. This isn't the future where, you know, we're not we do live in the Pan Am's capital, but you know, it's it's uh uh it was it was actually it was it was very scary. I was very I was traumatized. I can barely venture outside anymore without, you know, uh, without being without being terrified, I'm going to to die. And what about those birds? Well, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs>